What is up, everybody? My name is Jordan Biddle, and welcome to the Cincinnati Reds Fan Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a ton of things to talk about today. That includes Eugenio Suarez, Mookie Betts, and the, the big trade the Boston Red Sox made that they technically didn't get anything out of it. They, they included David Price as well, um, plus a bunch of money. So uh, let's jump right into it. Um, Another subject we're gonna we're actually gonna start out with is um, uh, the pro- the projections by Paycoda. Paycoda is a website where they just project you know wins, losses, and and the seasons and such. Um, so Paycoda Paycoda um, stands for Player Empirical Comparison and Optimization Test Algorithm. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, don't ask me to say that again because I had to read that off and I barely could read it. But whatever. Um, so they project the Reds to win the NL Central with 86 wins. Now, 86 wins is not a lot of wins to win a division. But I think they factor in, factored in that the division is, it could go uh, either way. You know, Cubs could win it. The St. Louis Cardinals could win it. The Even the Milwaukee Brewers could win it. You know, Pirates are out of it. The Pirates are out. But they uh, they only have the Reds um, projected to win by one game over the Cubs. The Reds have 86 wins. The Cubs have 85. So, I mean, it's good but it's not something I think I'd at that point I would rather have the Reds being projected to be in second just for the hype. Does that make sense? I hope or I wish that that the, the, they would uh put the the Cubs up at first and the Reds at second um so that you know the Reds could get hype about it. But um yeah, that's the first subject and it's really exciting because, you know, the Reds haven't been to the playoffs in what five years, so as a Reds fan, you're just like, oh my god, it's so exciting. But at the same time, you're just like, Phew, man, they got you know they got a lot of pressure on their hands. You know, uh, last five years coming in last place, well, last year coming in fourth. You know, jumping that far, you know, taking that big leap, taking that big step, is huge. You know, especially when. Uh, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals were in the NLCS last year. The Cubs won a World Series. The Cubs have been to the playoffs every year since, what, 2015, 2014, whenever it was. It's a lot of pressure. Milwaukee has been good the last couple years. And then jumping from being projected from last place the last five years to first in 2020. I mean, it's a big leap. It's a lot of pressure. So... Hopefully the Reds can get it done in 2020. I'm I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, uh, you know the the spring training. You know they're 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 in Arizona. They're getting ready um, to to kick it off in, in spring training. Um, I'm really interested interested to see um, who can uh, get get that, those last couple spots in the bullpen. Uh, you know, since Sal Romano is, is, is gone, you know, Pedro Strope just got signed. There's only one or two um, more spots. So 
we'll see what happens. But the next subject we're just going to jump right into is a Eugenio Suarez. So a Eugenio Suarez on MLB Network was apparently the eighth best third baseman in the major leagues, which is good. It's really good, right? Mostly because of his offense. His defense is good. It's not elite like Chapman, like Nolan Arenado, you know? So, I mean, that's fine. Eighth is fine, but I think he could have been placed higher. He has the second most home runs the last two seasons. One home run to being in first, and that first place guy is no other than Mike Trout with 84 home runs and Suarez has 83 the last two seasons. That is, I mean, that's alone phenomenal, right? But I think that Suarez personally should be sixth. Why do I say that? So Justin Turner is in front of Suarez, right? Last year's numbers for Justin Turner. 290 average, 372 on base percentage, 881 OPS, 131 OPS plus, 27 home runs, 67 RBIs with a 3.7 war. Wins above replacement, which is really good. Don't get me wrong. I like Justin Turner. I think he's a really good third baseman, and he deserves to be in the top 10. But does he deserve to be um, above Suarez? No, he does not. Suarez, 271 average, 358 on base, 930 OPS, which is higher than Justin Turner, 134 OPS plus, which is higher than Justin Turner, 49 home runs, which is higher than Justin Turner, 103 RBI, which is higher than Justin Turner with a 4.5 war, which is higher than Justin Turner. The only thing that Justin Turner beats Suarez at is average, which is only 19 points higher, and his on-base percentage, which is only 14 points higher. Listen. I mean, you can't make it up, right? Suarez has a .8 better war, wins above replacement, than Turner. And Turner is above Suarez at 7. Um, which, in, in my opinion, is... is It's a joke. It's, a, and it's an absolute joke. Um, I think, again, I think Turner should be in the top 10. I, th- I think it should be around 10, 9. But he he should not be above Suarez. So that alone puts Suarez at number seven for me. Then we move on to the one that's a real joke. Um, Jeff McNeil. Listen, Jeff McNeil is a great hitter. Great defender. Okay? He plays for the New York Mets. But the guy only played, from what I'm hearing, 25 games. I didn't look this up. 25 games at third base last year. And they're calling him a third baseman. So why do we have him at third base? I don't know. I have no idea why they apparently they expect him to play more third base this year. But last year he wasn't a third baseman. So why do we have him in the rankings as a third baseman? So that alone should have Suarez at 6. And you could argue that Suarez could be at 5 in front of Donaldson. But, you know, Donaldson I mean, he hits a lot of home runs, but, you know, his other stats just don't impress me. His defense is great, though. So, apparently, you know, obviously defense is a big factor in um, being uh, the, the the top dog in, in any rankings, right? So, you know, Bregman is first. Bregman, 
he's a he's a great hitter, right? You know, but I don't think he should be in the top 10 because of the cheating scandal. I'm not going to get into that though. All right. So I'm going to put Suarez at the sixth best um, third baseman. Uh, you could argue fifth, but I'll do sixth. All right. The, 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 the five that I have in front of him are Donaldson, uh, Chapman, Arnado, Anthony Rendon, and Alex Bregman. Those are the five that are so, so better than Suarez. Uh, you could, you could say that Suarez is top five, but again, um, it's not, it's not a big deal putting him at five, but anyway, um, so Suarez is hurt. Um, so since he's hurt and his timetable is around opening day, not on opening day, not after opening day, not before opening day, around opening day. So that doesn't give us a, a very good, you know, timetable, I guess you could say. So what happens if Suarez is out opening day? Okay, obviously we're going to have Moustakis at third base. There's no doubt about that. So the real question we, we should be asking, and the, um, the question that is going around a lot, which is what's going to happen if Suarez is out, but the real question we should be asking is, who's going to play second base if Suarez is out? Because obviously Moustakis is moving to third. You know, Freddie Galvis is going to stay at shortstop. So does Nixon Zell go to second? Does Von Meter go to second? Does Blandino, Blandino go to second? Guys, I think this is really big. Low key, you know. Suarez, obviously, being hurt is not good. But it gives Sinzel a chance to show this club that he can play the infield. Sinzel is a phenomenal defender, a better defender than what people think he is. Second base could be his spot. He can, and, and in my opinion, can be a gold glover, can be a silver slugger, can be an MVP, you know, maybe later on. Now, I, I don't think he's going to be MVP next year. Do I think he's going to make an all-star, the all-star um, team? Yes, I do. I think Sinzel is going to have a great season. But this is his chance to show the Reds organization that he can play second base. If Suarez is not back by opening day, Sinzel is going to make the, 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 the start at second. Mark my words. There's no way they don't use him in spring training in the infield at least a couple times. He played the infield his whole entire minor league career, and then they switched it up on him last second to put him in the outfield because they lost Billy Hamilton. So they have to use him and the infield. I think he could be a shortstop. But, you know, for some reason, for some reason, people don't think that. I don't, it completely blows my mind. Absolutely. But anyway, um, I need to do a, 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 a projection of um, what the, the opening day lineup is going to be. I'm, I might do that next episode. I might, I might have to do that for real. But, um... So the next subject is Mookie Betts. All right. So the the Los Angeles Dodgers and Boston Red Sox made a massive deal. More for the Dodgers than 
the Red Sox. Don't get me wrong, the Red Sox got some good players. But we're talking about Mookie Betts and David Price, an MVP and a Cy Young Award winner. Plus money. So we're going to look at this real quick. And I'm going to give you players that the Reds could have traded that are similar to the players that the Dodgers traded to, to Boston. You know, keep up with me, all right? <laughs> because that, that was probably confusing, but whatever. Um, so the Boston Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, David Price, and gave the Dodgers $48 million to technically pay off um, Price and Betts' um, salaries. And they, the um, Dodgers gave away Verdugo, which is a good, good hitter, good hitter, Jeter Downs, and Connor Wong. The Reds could be sitting with, with Moogie Betts and David Price right now. Now, you ask me, well... What if, you know, we could have Mookie Betts, we could have David Price, but they, they cost a lot of money. Yes, you're right. You're right. So, Verdugo is Jesse Winker. But Winker has a better eye, has better on base percentage. Jeter Downs is Jonathan India. Or you could use Hunter Green instead. Connor Wong is Tyler Stevenson. Now, do I push this trade no of course i don't i don't push this trade but if the reds are trying to win and go for the world series in 2020 then that's the trade we should have made if we plan on trading india winker and stevenson in the near near future which i'm sure one or two of those guys will be gone in a trade then we should have made that trade for Mookie Betts and David Price. We could we could have had Betts for one year and maybe trade Price at the end of the year because he still has a few years left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. We could have had these guys for... I mean, uh, the Dodgers, they're such a good organization, man. They know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. I wish the Reds were this good. I really do. The, the, the Dodgers just sit around, sleeping giant, sleeping giant, sleeping giant. And then you see a rumor, Dodgers looking for a center fielder, outfielder. And then it, and then it turns into Betts rumors, Dodgers. And then it turns into Price and Betts rumors, Dodgers. And then it turns into a trade. At the last minute. I mean, it's right before spring training. Betts is packing up to be a Boston Red Sox to go to Arizona or wherever he's going. And then he gets a call. Bro, you've been traded to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are such a good organization. And they only lost two prospects. And it's not even their top prospects. I mean, how good is that? Jeter Downs is a great prospect. Used to be a Reds. 
uh, a really good uh, Reds prospect, in fact. He got traded last year to the Dodgers. And he's good. He had, I believe, 28 home runs in the minor leagues last year. That's really good. And he's only 20, 20 years of age. Connor Wong, a decent catcher, decent prospect catcher. Verdugo, he's going to be great with Benatendi. If Verdugo just gets a little bit more pop in his bat, Verdugo's an all-star. Boston's building a young team. They still have Chris Sale. They're still a competitive team. The Dodgers, though, the Dodgers are on a different level. They're on a complete different level. They want a World Series. They've been screwed over the last three, four seasons. I want to see Clayton Kershaw win a World Series. Now, if it's the Reds and the, the Dodgers and the NLCS, I'm rooting for the Reds, of course. The Dodgers are going for it this year. But my whole point is the Reds could have gotten bets, price and $48 million for Winker, India, or Green, and Tyler Stevenson. That's how easy it is. Seriously. Because Verdugo downs and Connor Wong for Mookie Betts, top three baseball player in the league. David Price, really good starting pitcher. Um, you know, former Cy Young, obviously. And $48 million. Golly, jeez. I mean, it's crazy. The Reds could have gotten Mookie Betts for, for cheap. Very cheap. Um, it makes you think if the Reds were actually trying to get him. I doubt it. You know, maybe maybe in the beginning, but um, it's uh, the Dodgers scare me this year. <laughs> they scare me. Uh, they they lost Kenta Maeda to the Twins uh, for Gratterall. I think it was Gratterall and and an, uh, somebody else. I forget, but um. Which moves on to our next subject. You know, sorry for the pauses, but the Reds, this whole entire, the, 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 this offseason, I think their, one of their main goals were, was one, get the hitting, which they have, Castellanos, Mustakis, Akiyama, etc. And got, and got Wade Miley. And two, they were going to try and do it without trading away all of their prospects, or any prospect for that matter, because they have lost no prospects. Which, let me tell you guys, I am beyond excited for that. That the Reds didn't screw themselves over by giving up Lodolo, by giving up, you know, Nick Senzel. I can, I, I still kind of consider Nick Senzel as a prospect. By giving up Tyler Stevenson, which he's going to be a great catcher. It's exciting to me, rebuilding, reconstructing the, the, the whole entire minor leagues with, with this David Bodie signing. Are you kidding me? That makes me excited for the future. I think the Reds are going to have a great organization in the next ten years, maybe more. I think not only did the front office, which I have constantly criticized the front office for being so bad, but not only has the front office got the hitting for us, got the pitching last year, 
but they have made a future for the Reds. And that, to me, is more excited or exciting than getting Castellanos or Akiyama or Moose Mistakis. I think that, that, that the future is more important than, than signing those guys. Which they did both, though. They did both of those things, which is awesome. I mean, I'm super happy. Beyond happy. So their number one goal was to get the hitting, but not only get the hitting, but make it, make a future for this organization. And that's what they did. A big, big step for the Reds organization. All right, guys. So let's jump into something that I've been really, really excited to talk about. Joey Votto. Joey Votto is the reason why I became a Reds fan. Not even kidding you. You know, I was born in 1997, but I wasn't really, you know, I liked the Reds. You know, I guess you could say I was a fan of the Reds because I was born around the Cincinnati area. But I wasn't, you know, a super fan like I am now. But the reason why I became a super fan is because of Joey Votto. When he came up, he was electric. He was one of the best players in baseball. Super exciting. But Joey Votto has t- taken a step back the last couple of years. This year, I have been watching video of him hitting compared to last year and the years before. Ever since he came up, his swing has technically down to the to the T been the same up until now. Joey Votto still has the same stance. He still, you know, he still has that quick swing. He can foul stuff off, you know, to keep keep in keep in it, right? He can hit oppo. He can hit he can pull the ball. He can hit center field, left field. But one thing that I notice is his leg kick. Joey Votto, you guys, if you watch his, the way he swings, he has this big leg kick, big leg kick, but it's gotten smaller. And not only has his leg kick gotten smaller, but he has stopped choking up, which was his, you know, you know that, that's Joey Votto. I mean, he's known for choking up. The, the guy would choke up all the way up to the, end of the bat that's how far he would choke choke up I mean it's awesome you know I I mean when I played baseball I took after Joey Votto when I got to 0-2 counts I would choke up I'd get the I'd just try to make contact I would try to uh, get the bat um, through the zone as quickly as possible to to, to hit an opposite field hit or or up the middle hit I was never trying to pull the ball never but I think Joey Votto is working on this season to be more of a pool hitter slash power hitter. You know, I still think Joey Votto will be a big on-base percentage guy. I think he'll his on-base percentage will be around 380, 390, hopefully above 400. But, you know, I think that the, those times have, have um, passed Joey Votto. But I, th- I personally think that Joey Votto is going to have a bounce back year. 
in 2020. I really do. I think he's going to go for 30 home runs, and you guys can mark this down if you want. In fact, I'm going to write it down as I say it. I think Joey Votto is going to hit above 290. All right, write it down, guys. On base percentage of 390. And then 30 plus home runs. And 85 RBI. Only because, you know what? Now screw the 85 RBI. I'll do, I'll do 75 RBI because it's where he's going to be placed in the lineup. Mark it down. So 290 average, 380. When I say th no, 390 on base percentage, 30 home runs, and 75 RBI. Mark it down. That is, I think Joey Votto is going to come back as. 2017 Joey Votto, but in a different, you know, um, in the, uh, in the, like batting second is what I'm trying to say, not batting third. So I'm going to circle that. And we got it. Sweet. So that's my predictions. Prediction of the day. I might do a segment of that. Um, later on but anyway guys i appreciate you guys tuning in i really do um my um, listeners or viewers or whatever you want to call them have been going up a lot and it really does mean a lot to me um i it's a dream of mine to just talk reds baseball for a career but and i gotta work at it you gotta work at it and uh, i might not be the best yet but I, I i'm certainly going to try and be the best for you guys so but anyway, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Please hit me up on Twitter at RedsNation5. That is at RedsNation5. If you have any questions, just go there. Follow me. I'll more than likely follow you back so you guys can uh, ask some questions, DM me, do whatever. And, yeah, so today is a Tuesday. Um, tomorrow's Wednesday. Let's try to get through this hump day and get to the weekend. And let's get her done. Uh, Reds baseball is almost here, almost here, guys, and I'm I'm super excited about that. So, but anyway, um, next episode I'm gonna do a couple. I'm going to do um, opening day lineup. What I think the opening day lineup and and rotation is going to be. Um, and actually, I'm gonna do the whole 25, 26 man roster. I think it is this year. So uh, just stay tuned for that, um, and maybe a couple other predictions. I'm not sure. Uh, just send send in some question guys questions, and I will see you guys next time. See you guys later.